cap jumping as much as it did. Does that change anything? What was your reaction to the increase? I don't think it really changes anything. Obviously, it affects everybody the same way. So it's not like it creates an advantage or a disadvantage for us. So no feeling one way or another on it. Working. You know, that's an ongoing discussion that we're having with his agent. Uh, in fact, later today I'm going to have another meeting with him as well. So just ongoing. I don't want to speculate on that. Let's just, you know, we got a week, a little over a week to, to work with here. We're going to work diligently with his agent to try to come to a resolution on this thing. So that's that's where our focus is right now. Can you potentially pull off get Ridley back without having to give up that second round pick? Well, the, we're not real concerned with that, whether it's a second or a third round. We're just going to work to, with the player and see if we can come to an agreement, when that, whether that's before that uh compensation changes or not that that remains to be seen but we're more focused on the player yeah we're going to continue to have conversations with all of them we've got a lot of work to do this offseason you know i had a meeting with kelvin uh, the other day in my office I had a great talk with kelvin know exactly where he's at and, and he knows where we're at so we're just going to continue to work with all these players and try to come to some some form of compromise, some form of resolution as, as the weeks go on. I think there's so many things that go into the decisions you make on, on, a, on every individual player. It's hard to, you know, without going into detail on each player in each situation and what's available, hard to lay that all out in your mind. But the, every player has a, the different specifics that go along with getting a deal done or not getting a deal done. Our focus is on getting deals done, and that's where we're going to keep it. Do enough in the pass rush this past season? Well, that, that's, you know, everyone has an opinion on that. You know, I don't ever try to look back and say what if. Uh, there's there's things that we got to do better, you know, and it ultimately it falls on my shoulders, you know, to, to make the right decisions, make the right moves, with obviously a lot of talk and discussion with Coach. And uh, we're very much on the same page uh, and, and work hard to be on the same page. So, you know, we're going to continue to do, the, do what we do. After the season, there was some ambiguity about if Cam Robinson will be back on the team in 2024. Do you guys have a... A resolution to that, or, or is, is his contract going to have to be renegotiated, or, or what's the sense I don't know where, where, where the ambiguity was. Uh, he's under contract, and the expectation is that he will be back. You know, we, we've had a lot of discussions over the last two weeks. We obviously got a lot of moves we got to do. There's a lot of players that have, have hit free agency. There's another bunch of young guys that we're working on potential extensions for. So we've got a lot of balls in the air right now, and we're just going to try to play them one by one. So you guys had to restructure some contracts. I know you don't necessarily like to do that every year. Is that something that you're going to have to do again this year? Or? Well, we're in good cap shape right now. I mean, we're sitting pretty good. I think we're right in the middle to upper tier of the league in terms of cap space available. And we've got moves that we can do to, to create more cap space. So we like the position we're in. We like the flexibility that we have. 
And again, we're not going to disclose any of our, our thoughts right here, but we feel good about where we're at. I think, you know, broad brush, I think it's a good, te a good group. I think there's there's strength in the interior, both on the defensive side and the offensive side. So I would look for it to be a very competitive group coming out of this year's draft. Darius Tyson returning to form, getting healthy on the outside, rolling with those guys, and then who would be your third? Yeah, it's a good question. Who's going to be the third? You know, we've got to add to that group. You know, I think Coach Nielsen spoke on it. Coach Peterson's probably spoke on it. Now I'm speaking on it. It's a group that we need to do, to address. We feel good about the group we have. We feel like we got some good young guys to work with. We got some guys, some veterans in there. But we're definitely going to look to add to that group. School of thought that sometimes in the first round taking a tight end early is uh, you know, not a good decision, like top ten because of the value of that position. I don't know. When I was in San Francisco, we took Vernon Davis, I think, with the sixth pick of the draft, and that worked out pretty well for us. You know, you know, when you got a chance to take a good player. Uh, we can argue about the the value of the position all we want, but you, you take good players when they're when they're sitting in front of you. So if they end up being great players when you pick them at six, and you 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 know you hit, you, the decision was the right decision. If they don't end up being good players, it, it wasn't a good decision, and that's just the world we live in. What advice would you give to the front office in L.A. about working with Jim Harbaugh? I, I'm not. I work for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not not L.A. You know, I think I, I worked with Jim for a number of years, have great respect for him, and uh, wish him nothing but the best. The value of certain... I, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. Well, I think you want to make the, each room as competitive as you can make it, whether it's the D-line room, the O-line room, the receiver room. Competition is good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have on your team, uh, and it's, it's, you, you want to strengthen it all the time. Each room you want to continue to look at ways to strengthen, and that's what, you, that, what, that's what we do as team builders. Ravens GM Eric Dukasa was up here talking about wide receiver depth earlier, and he said they're kind of like race cars. Fun to watch them rev up, but sometimes they crash. How do you how do you evaluate wide receivers as they age? I never heard that one. I'll have to use that one. You know, so they're all different, right? You know, you've got guys that have aged well, and you've got other guys that haven't. You know, every every athlete's a little bit differently. How how well have they taken care of their body? What type of pro have they been? There's so many things that go into it to say they all age the same or it's not true. And I think we've got plenty of, of history behind that to suggest that, that that's the case. Positions trend. Interior offensive line in the first round sometimes can be considered a bugaboo. You did it when you were with San Francisco back in 2010. Uh, if you could just speak to your confidence in 2024, would you be confident in selecting an interior offensive lineman in the first round? Well, we took Mike Iupati, I believe, with the 17th pick in the draft the one year, and it turned out pretty darn well. Again, it goes back to did the player turn out to be a good football player or didn't he? You're never going to get criticized for taking a good player. If it doesn't work and the player doesn't end up reaching his level of competency or the expectation of the pick, then it's a bad pick. So it just comes down to whether you made the right decision or not.
I don't want to suggest anything at this point. I mean, they're good football players, and you certainly don't want to lose them. Do you like the top level performers in this draft and what you've seen so far? I think the, the draft at, at the corner position, uh, I think is going to be strong. I think it's a good group. I think there's going to be good players at the top end of the market and good players all the way through in the developmental range. So, again, I think it's going to be a pretty good good group of players in that specific position group. You know, I think the, the, the thing we enjoy the most is getting in front of the players and just sitting down. You only get 18 minutes roughly with them. You know, you just trying to get as much information as you can, a general impression of them. Don't use that impression uh, too heavily one, one way or the other. Some guys come in, they're nervous as cats, just like I am when I get up here, you know. But, uh, you know, you just, you, you just try to get a feel for the player. That's all you're trying to do. You get a chance to watch them work out. More than not, some of these guys aren't working out or they're not doing all the drills like they used to do, so it's a little bit different. And the most important thing for us is the medical. And that's really what the combine years ago was started to do, and, and that's what we're kind of back to. It's, it's really a good place to get the medical uh, assessments that you need to make decisions you need to make in the draft. For Ezra, Cleveland, I assume that you guys think highly of him, but how do you view him as far as potentially re-signing him for next year? We like Ezra. In fact, we're going to be meeting with his agent sometime this week. I believe it's Thursday or Friday we're meeting with Ron. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll sit down and talk. You know, we traded for him for a reason. We think he's an awfully good football player. And would, would we like him back? We would like all our players back, right? It's, it's, that's the, the way we roll. But you, you, unfortunately, you can't get them all back. So we're going to work hard and talk with Ron and his agent and talk, talk with Ezra a little bit and see if we can come to a, an agreement. physicality in the player, or do you shape it? Uh, you know, physicality... Guys that, guys that are, have physicality, they're kind of born with it. You can shape it a little bit. You can mature it over time. The more confident they get, the more physical they play. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into that, but usually those, those guys are just wired differently. Right? Given the success Jim Harbaugh had in San Francisco, did you get a sense he would eventually come back to the NFL? I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Jim Harbaugh had in San Francisco. Did you get a sense he would return to the NFL eventually? Yeah, I figured Jim would always return. You know, he's a good football coach. He's won everywhere he's been, and he deserves a chance to come back into the league, and I'm glad he got that opportunity. How excited are you to see Trayvon and Nielsen's scheme and what he'll be able to give you? Excited. You know, I think Ryan's proven over time that, especially with the front, he's done an excellent job with those guys, developing them, you know, moving them around the, 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 in varying uh positions along the front to, to, to work matchups and stuff like that. I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of that as, as we move forward. But again, coaching's not my, you know, I'm into the personnel side. I'll let the coaches talk about the coaches. How much potential does Trayvon still have after a great second year to continue to... I think he's just scratching the surface. You know, with the way he works and the way he competes, I, I think... I think his ceiling is very, very high in what we thought it was when we drafted him, obviously with the first pick in the draft. How important is it to know to get intel on what other teams are thinking? How do you build 
Well, there's a lot of ways we try to get a feel for what other teams are thinking, and if I shared that with you, then you'd take that back to San Francisco. But you know, I, I think you just try to get a gauge on what what te- the team needs are for other teams, kind of who they're sending guys around to look at, and all the other things we chart and kind of keep track of. But you know, the bottom line is worrying about you. You got to make the best decision you can for you. It helps if you have a little bit of feel for what other teams are going to do, especially if they're right in front of you in the draft. But it's impossible to to know what every team's thinking. Is your radar up for what what's real and what's not? What's planted out there? Well, the the best way is not to read it, right? If you you know, if you read it, you think it's fact, and most of the time it's it's not fact. So I try, tend not to read much. You know, if I did, I'd be hanging from a bridge somewhere. But, uh, you know, you, you just try to do the best thing you can do for your, for your team, and you focus on you, the best way to approach it. What's your confidence level in Press Taylor? What's that? Your confidence level in Press Taylor as a play caller? Again, I think Press is... is you know, he's growing as a play caller, and I think there's a natural maturation to that. I, get, I don't get into the coaching side of things. You know, I sat in with Coach on the interviews and stuff like that, but Coach, I have full confidence in Coach to make the right decisions for this football team, and it, whatever decision he makes, I support. Well, I think anytime you finish the way you finish, you, there's disappointment. You know, yeah, we were eight and three at one point. We finished nine and eight, so we won one more game down the stretch. So it was a disappointment. I don't think anybody you talk to in our organization would argue differently. Uh, extremely disappointed, but focused. You know, we have we've, we have a clear understanding of what we need to do, and uh, from from a from an organizational standpoint, it's never one thing. You know, you can't just point to one thing and say that's why we we finished the way we finished. There's multiple things tentacles that stretch into different areas of the of the organization and we all have to own it you know no no one better to own than me you know when when i look at this thing extremely disappointed where we where we were at where we finished uh, but motivated to fix it you can have 18 players at the, at the combine how is that how is michigan viewed through the lens of the nfl as a talent resource i can't hear Michigan has 18 players in the, at the Combine. How is that program viewed through the lens of the NFL? I think Michigan did an outstanding. If one thing you can say, point to, maturity wins, right? That was a very mature football team. A lot of fifth- and sixth-year guys contributing to a national championship team. That's no different than the league. If you look at who wins Super Bowls, it's mature football teams. So I think Jim did an outstanding job of building a cot- the continuity there where the players wanted to stay. They wanted to finish out their careers, and they wanted to win a national championship, and that's what they did. So again, hats off to Jim and, and the University of Michigan for what they built there, and that's what I think we're all trying to build, a, a winner, and you do that with mature players. Thanks, Trent.